Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, January 11, 2020, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Well, happy Monday to you. I trust that you all had a fantastic holiday weekend, spending time with your family, and you're ready to be productive for the new week. Now, yes, this is January, and all during this month, right, we're celebrating the new year. We're we're practicing our gratitude and being so grateful for all that we have, right? Very good, because you know what? There is just so much going on, and so much has happened um, in the week politically, in the news, and so much going on with the coronavirus, and the numbers are going up. And so, you know, this can really make a girl go nuts, right? However, We must be level-headed. We must take some deep breaths, put our big girl panties on, and keep moving right because we are CEOs and we have a business to run, which is so very, very important. So our lineup today is going to be the five questions of business leadership. And, of course, these are all new questions. I read them for the first time on last Monday, and we are having them again. And then, of course, Our theme all this month is New Year, New Profit, and so we're going to be talking about ways to generate more profit, and so today I want to have that subtopic of monetizing your business and taking a look at what you can do to actually bring more funds into your business. How do you begin to turn what you already have into profit? So we're going to be talking about that, and then, of course, I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit of information on Facebook. A lot of people have been asking me questions of, have you used Facebook Rooms yet? And I'm like, okay, I've heard about Facebook Rooms, but let me just go make sure I learn up on it. Let me try it out. Let me see if I like it, and I'll tell uh, the the listening audience about it next week. So that's just what I did. So I'm going to share a little bit of information with you there. And then I want to talk to you about SEO, better known as search engine optimization, right? I want to talk to you about some very simple things that you can be doing to improve your visibility over the internet overall, because I think a lot of uh, businesswomen don't understand that. Many of you are solo entrepreneurs, and you're doing it on your own. You're, you know, entering your blog entries on your own. You are creating your web pages on your own. And so I want to make sure that you are aware of some things as far as SEO is concerned. So those three things are what I promised to cover today, Facebook, Rooms, SEO, and, of course, monetizing your business as we continue with the theme, New Year, New Profit. Um, I want to also remind all of you that if you have not 
make sure you go to womenaboutbiz.net and join as a free member. We're changing a lot of things this month at Women About Biz, and one of those things that we are changing is that in order for you to read articles, participate in some of the things that we've got going on, you really need to log in, okay? And so, therefore, make sure you have registered yourself at at the very minimum as a free member. So we're going to go ahead and get started uh, with the five questions of business leadership. Here's question number one. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Now, we kept this from the last questions of, uh, uh, of focus. And the reason why we kept it is because preparing your mindset for greatness is probably the most important thing bar none out of everything that you should be doing for yourself every single day. And I want to remind you, ladies, that preparing your mindset for greatness is not just the every now and then thing. It's not just something that you do when you feel lonely and you're trying to pick yourself up. No, not at all. Preparing your, your mindset for greatness is allowing you to tap inside of your personal power. It's you getting ready to execute your personal power and, and allow yourself to do supernatural things, manifest what it is that you want. And you can't do that if your mindset is not prepared. And just slowing it down a little bit and talking about the mindset, you know, we all want to think that we've got it going on, right? We all want to think that we um, don't need anyone to tell us, you know, what we need to do. We know what to do. But what I've come to understand is that, uh, the majority of us listening at the show, the majority of people listening to the show know what to do, but that's not the issue. The issue has always been for women implementation. That has always been one of our biggest challenges. We can talk all day long about our dreams, our goals. We can get very excited. We can sound very eloquent. We can put it right down to the T of what we want, but the issue that we have shared for a long time, decades and decades, that we share in common is that women really do have an issue with implementation. And a lot of it has to do with what I like to call analysis paralysis, where, you know, and, and that perfection mode of where we want everything to be perfect. Uh, we want to literally analyze it to death before we take action. And that is just not the way that things work. That's not the way that we should be doing things. You know, we don't have to be perfect in order to make some things happen in our lives. And you need to understand that, embrace it, take it what it's, what it's worth and move on, right? So question number one in the five questions of business leadership is, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? What beliefs and habits do you need to support your vision and your goals, right? Um, your morning personal development. You can ask yourself, you know, based on my weekly goals, my goals and things that <clears throat> I'm trying to accomplish for this week, what am I trying, what, what skills do I need that might help me with that? Do I need to improve on some skills? Is there something that I can quickly learn to help me with that? Okay, and then it's so important for you to create affirmations that are customized and personal to yourself. Yes, ladies, you can listen to a lot of other people that can motivate you. A lot of people tell me that I encourage and I motivate them, and I love it, and I appreciate it, and that's good. We can listen to a lot of different motivational speakers, but when it comes 
to you being self-driven, to you doing what you have to do, to you exercising your personal power, there is nothing like you creating your own affirmations and repeating them. Now, repeating affirmations is very important. Why? Because as you repeat the affirmations, you are embedding the affirmations into your subconscious mind. And when it hears it enough, it begins to take it pretty seriously that this is something that you want in your life. Now, if you couple um, if you couple saying your affirmation along with reading your affirmation, having something visual, then it is going to be even more enhancing for you, right? So if you put your affirmations on the three by five index card, or you know if you're very creative, you like drawing, you can come up with some really unique drawings and put them in front of yourself or hang them on the wall as pictures. Do some creative things to customize your affirmations that are personal to you. And when you do that, it is going to embed itself in your subconscious mind. And when you do it enough, it becomes a habit. Now, if you want to quick start that, if you want to really see some results this month, then what I would recommend to you is that you create your affirmations, write them down as well, repeat it to yourself as you're reading it, and then do it three to four times a day every day. Trust me, those affirmations are going to grain themselves, and you are going to start without even thinking about it. The thoughts of the affirmation will come up to the surface, and you will become more committed to what it is that you want as a businesswoman. So think about that. Try it out. Here's number two. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? Now, you know, one of the things that I do is that I really study a lot of my consultations, my coaching sessions. I study, I look for commonalities. I look for ways to help everyone with my techniques and the things that I'm using that help other clients, and then without um, losing that, that level of confidentiality, I'm able to bring some of those things to you of what I have learned that help my clients. And so this is one of them. What I have learned is that a lot of the times when you have not accomplished your financial goals, when you have not uh, been putting things into action, when you have not taken your business to the levels that you had hoped, a lot of the times it has everything to do with your belief level. You see, what I discover is that your belief level is in direct correlation. Well, let me just let me reverse that around. It's not that your belief level is in direct correlation. It's that your results are in direct correlation to your beliefs. So I wanted to make sure I, I got that thing right there, right? So your, uh, your results. The positive results that you have or the negative results that you have are in direct correlation to your belief system. Now, let's face it. A lot of us, and I include myself in this because, believe it or not, I learn from my own self and from, my, from the Successful Woman radio show. So a lot of us have beliefs from our childhood, from our environment, from experiences, from relationships, right, that have impacted us in such a way that that they have 
cause us to have certain beliefs that may or may not be true. So this is why it is so important for us to evaluate our beliefs, what we believe about money, what we believe about success, what we believe about being in business for ourselves, what we believe about marketing and having plenty of customers, what we believe about creating a power team of people to help us instead of trying to be, you know, an island all alone, trying to do everything yourself. And so, again, it's really about those beliefs. And so I challenge you and I urge you to really go back, get in your quiet space this week, and take a look at what you believe. Ask yourself that question. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and goals? If I say that I want to generate $10,000 this month in January, do I have what I need to make that happen? Starting with my belief level, do I believe in whatever it is I say that I'm going to do to generate those funds? So that is key, right? Here's number three. What do I want to have accomplished by Friday? You know, as you look at developing your strategic plan each year, one of, the, one of the most important reasons why you develop a strategic plan is so that you don't have to be tripping all over yourself, so that you don't have to keep putting the, the cart before the horse and putting information out there when you don't have everything done, right? And so it is just so very, very important that you understand that strategic planning has everything to do with your weekly goals, your monthly and quarterly goals. It has everything to do with those because what happens is is that you develop an annual strategic plan and you say, this is how much money I want to make for the year. These are the things that's going to make me the money. Here are my products and or services that's going to make me the money. And in order for these products and services to make me money, I have to set these goals and accomplish them. So therefore, here are the tasks that is going to help me accomplish these goals. So it's kind of like a, a stair-step situation, right? And so when you ask yourself, what do you have to accomplish by Friday, important that it is in relation to overall what what you're trying to accomplish for the year. And and those things should have been broken down by quarters and then broken down by prioritized, broken down by quarters, then broken down by months. And and then whatever you have for the month, you're going to break it down by weeks to determine which goals you're going to do every week, you're going to work on every week. Now, amongst that, there are three things, of course, as usual, that you really need to always include, and that is your sales goals, your marketing, and the number of leads that you are generating, which is so important. So you have to look at what is it? What is it that I want to see happen by Friday? How much, how much money do I want to have brought in? Uh, what marketing do I want to see go out, right? And how many new leads have I brought in for the week? Now, The only way that that can happen, the only way you can see those things and be able to measure is that you take an action to it, that you have ahead of time figured out what you're doing to market so that you can generate those leads and then what you are doing to close the sale. That's very key. And then number four, how can I be an asset to my business. Again, how can I be an asset to my business? You know, one of the things that I think is very key as 
business owners is that we have to look at ourselves as the CEO of our companies. We can't just sit back and admire other women CEOs and say, oh, wow, I wish I was like that. It doesn't matter if you're making $1. You are the CEO. You are the chief executive officer of your company, and you are responsible for setting the foundation, setting the vision. So when you ask yourself this question, how can I be an asset to my business? Then you need to be thinking about this. Asking yourself, am I being an ambassador? Am I letting other people know who I am and what I do? Am I branding myself, right? Are people associating me with the business? Am I branding the business, right? Am I seeking out new collaborations? That's so very key, right? Remember, you shouldn't always want to be the, the, the lone island all by yourself, but you should be seeking out new collaborations, uh, looking at new partnerships and forming new partnerships and different things. Now, one of the things I suggest is that, you know, if you're doing webinars, if you're doing virtual networking events or anything like that, I would suggest that you select two to three other business women that don't compete with what you do, but that they can complement what you do or you can all complement each other and invite them to do a webinar with you or invite them to do a virtual networking event with you. I think that's so very, very important, you know, because you never know. And one of the other things that can help you to collaborate or learn who you need to be collaborating with as well is as people are socially inviting you to be their friends over the different social media platforms, consider inviting them to a 15 to 20-minute connection call where you each get even time with, you know, describing to each other what you do, sharing the value and the benefit of connecting with one another through your business. And personally, I think that's very key. And so, again, that's called the connection call. And what I have learned is that anywhere between 85 to 90% of people that I invite for a connection call they do it, and they're happy to do it. And I've, I've actually uh, been able to do some wonderful collaborations and establish some wonderful relationships due to me asking others if they would like to do the connection call. So it really does work. And then another question you can ask yourself as you're looking at how can I be an asset to my business is, Am I leading my power team? Now, for those of you that are new to the show, you're not quite sure what a power team is. A power team is simply a group of individuals or a couple of people that are normally contractors. They have their own business, and they are able at a moment's notice to help you with some aspect of your business um, instead of you trying to do everything. So, for some people, a power team could be a graphic designer, uh, an article writer. It could be a person who knows how to put together courses for you so they can set the course up. People who do research for articles. You know, it could be different people doing different types of things for you, right? That's your power team. So when you're talking about asset to your business, being an asset means that there that you are valuable to your business. It means your business cannot do without you, right? Um, and that's what you want. 
you want your business to be dependent on you. Now, this is different than your business being able to do without you because you've, you've automated your workflow, your process, and so things are moving. I'm talking about you want your business not to be able to do without you because you're, you, don't want, you, you don't want to be uh, devalued in your own business. You don't want to have a business that can do without you because you're not doing anything, because you're worthless, because you don't take action, you know, the business just floats from day to day. Nobody's minding the business. Nobody is paying attention to what's needed. And you only go to the business and try to do a little something when the business is not making any money. You know, you don't want to have that attitude. And I'm just going to let everybody know right now, this is the attitude that some of you might have. Then I'm just going to keep it real with you, girlfriend. You need to find yourself another business or take a break and figure out what you really want, Right. Because when you're talking about being successful in business, successful financially, and successful um, reputation-wise, right, when you're talking about that, then that means that you have a level of belief deeply rooted in yourself, that unshakable faith that just compels you to take that swift and immediate action. You believe in all that you are doing. This is why I say you got to align your beliefs, right? Let's move on to number five. Last but not least, am I investing in myself and my business? Again, last but not least of the five questions of business leadership, am I investing in myself and my business? When you talk about investing, it's not always just about money, although money is included, but we're talking about are you investing in your health and your wellness? Because first of all, if you don't have the energy to run your business, we first got to figure out what's going on there because why? Right, you can have all the money, you can be doing everything else right, but if you drove yourself into the ground working, you're not getting the right amount of sleep, you're not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, then guess what? Guess what? It doesn't even matter if you have a business or not because you're not going to generate any profit if you're too tired to take action on a lot of things. So your health and wellness has to be a priority when you're talking about investing in yourself, right, and in your business. The next thing is are you investing in your personal development and your coaching? You know, I talk to a lot of people and they say, well, you know, I just don't know if I want to invest in coaching or not. I'm not quite sure if I need it. So I'm going to give you guys just, you know, a few quick bullet points on whether or not you need a coach. If you are not where you want to be at in your business, if you're not making the money that you want to make, if you're not being as productive as you need to be, if you don't have the clarity that you need to have, then you need a coach. Why? Well, a coach is someone that is not supposed to judge you, but a coach is someone that is supposed to help you to gain clarity, help you to focus on the right things, ask you the right questions to have your aha moments and to get you to move forward, and share of their resources, share of their knowledge so that you can shorten your learning curve and move faster. So coaching is very valuable when it is done right. And so I encourage all of you 
to really take a look at coaching and to determine if that's something that you need to add and set a goal for in your business. And then you need to invest in marketing and advertisement. I can't believe that a lot of people are setting these huge financial goals that they want to have, and yet they don't invest any money in marketing and advertising. So I'm going to share a simple formula with you that, and I'm even going to be very modest with it because some of my consultant counterparts, they, they believe in much higher percentages, right? So I'm just going to give you this quick formula. And it is the amount of money that you have or your sales goals. Let me just back it back up and try to say it as plainly as I can. The sales goals, okay, multiplied by 15% is what you should be normally spending on marketing and advertisement, okay? So if I want to make $100,000 for the year times 15%, that's $15,000 that I am going to be investing in marketing and advertisement, okay? If I'm trying to make $75,000 for the year times 15%, that's $11,250 that I'm investing. If I, if I were trying to make $50,000 on something for the year times 15%, that's $7,500 that I'm investing. And if I multiplied that times 12 months, right, 7,500, I'm sorry, divided by 12 would be $625 that I would be, you know, spending every month working towards advertising, generating leads so that I can accomplish my $50,000 goal. You're going to double that if you want to accomplish a $100,000 goal. Do you need all of that money right away? No. You don't. You don't need all of that money right away. But I want to put you guys on the page of real, right, because I believe that sometimes we can have our mindsets in the wrong place when it comes to making money and marketing our businesses. And everything isn't about free. And, you, you know, we've got to get out of that. Everything isn't about free. So you need to have a marketing and advertising budget. And, of course, again, the rule of thumb is your sales goal times 15%. That is normally what your marketing budget for the year would be. And so another way that you can do it when you don't have that amount of money to just invest and, and break it down uh, every month is you can just look at, Whatever you generate, whatever you generate in sales every month, 15% of that has to go to marketing. So even if you generated $1,000, $150 has to go to marketing, right? What can you do with $150? A lot. You can even do a lot with $50, okay? So what you need to understand is that it is time for you to step it up when it comes to investing in yourself and your business. I mean, you guys know I'm going to keep it real with you because we can't just say that our business didn't do well because, of, uh, because we didn't have enough money or our business didn't do well because of the coronavirus. We can't really make those excuses, right? What we really have to do is be very responsible CEOs and really look at how we can be that asset that our company needs that, and, and how we can be the type of leaders that our companies need that allows us to really become 
not only great leaders, but we have created blueprints for knowing how to generate success in our business financially, and that's key. And so these five questions of business leadership, they were designed and developed to just that, to help you to grow as a leader, as a CEO. So the more you ask these questions, the more they're going to embed in your subconscious mind. The more questions, the more you ask these questions and the more they spark you to have sub-questions to them so the, and, and have those aha moments and come up with those ideas of what you need to do as a result, you're going to grow. You're not going to stay in the same place, okay? And so it's very important. So I want to, again, just quickly go back over the questions for those of you who are taking notes. Question one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Question two, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? Question number three, what do I want to have accomplished by Friday? Number four, how can I be an asset to my business? Question number five in the five questions of business leadership, am I investing in myself and my business? Now, there you have it, ladies. I'm expecting you to take these questions and ask them of yourself as often as you need to to become the business leader that your business needs, okay? Very, very key because you can't show other people where to go if you're not going there yourself. It's 1230 after the hour. And for those of you who have just joined us, this is Trina Newby, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. For those of you that are new to the show, I am so glad that you are here, and I'm just so blessed that you are here with us today. And if you're not familiar with who we are and what we do, Successful Woman Radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. And, of course, our goal at Women About Biz um, and Lifestyle for Her is to help women get to the six-figure mark, right? And I know how to get there. Why? Because I have been able to consistently do it for quite a while, many years now. And so I know that if I can fine-tune myself and take myself from ground zero to six figures, I know that I can show you how to do it as well. I want to go ahead right now and quickly talk about uh, Facebook and some new things that are happening with Facebook, and everybody is just so much is going on with social media right now, right? And so I'm just going to share a few things that I know that are happening that you may want to absolutely pay attention to. First of all, a lot of people have been asking me lately, what do I know about Facebook rooms? And so I really have studied hard on that, looked at over 20 YouTube videos, tested it out myself. And so Facebook Rooms, R-O-O-M-S, Facebook Rooms is basically similar to Zoom, right? So I would imagine with Zoom and um, all of the other webinar, live webinar streaming companies, StreamYard, Zoom, um, Webcast, some of the others, I think Facebook is trying to, you know, just stay competitive with what everybody else has because the name of the game for them is that they want to keep people 
uh, engaged in their own platforms, right? And so if there are other features that people are needing and they are having to go outside of Facebook for it, if it's relevant to, to the type of technology that Facebook does, they are losing out. So they created Facebook Rooms. And so what Facebook Rooms is is that it allows you through their messenger feature, it allows you to set up or partition a room where you are able to literally go live stream and you're able to invite up to 50 people who can see you just like they would see you in a Zoom, right? And when you can share your screen, you can share your video, your audio, you can mute people, you can block people out. Uh, similar to the Zoom, you can do those things in um, the Facebook Rooms, right? But what the Facebook Rooms doesn't really do is that it doesn't last forever. Like it's not a room or a subgroup where if you had a, a Facebook group and you wanted to create a subgroup uh, of people and then allow certain people into that group, it, it's not like that. It is basically just like creating an event in Facebook with the exception that you can now partition and have the chat feature, you can have the video live streaming feature, and you can have up to 50 people in the room. And the other thing is, is there's no limit on how long you can have the Facebook room going. So if you wanted, if you wanted to keep it going as far as the live stream for eight hours or five hours or 24 hours, you pro probably could because they don't have a time limit on now. But you guys know Facebook. They always make those changes, right? So you can't necessarily be dependent that, that on depending on the fact that that's going to always be that way. Now, what can you do with Facebook Rooms? What would be a good idea for a business with Facebook Rooms? Well, I think what you could do with Facebook Rooms is that if, if you were a coach and you had a group coaching and you wanted to um, perhaps use it as an enhancer um, and you wanted to go on and you wanted to use Facebook Rooms to invite all of your group coaching clients in there, you could. Or if you wanted to do uh, a vision board party and you wanted to invite 49 people plus yourself in the room uh, for a live stream vision board party, you can. Um, and so, again, there are a lot of things that you can do. However, when you're talking about actually search engine optimization and actually basically utilizing Facebook to gain um, notoriety, to better brand yourself, then rooms wouldn't be where you would do it. So Facebook rooms is basically for enhancing something that you are already doing, you know. Um, it, it, it can also be, I think if you have a Facebook group, I think you can also come up with a webinar or a seminar or something or some bonus that you could do for your free face, say, hey, it, um, the top 50 people who engage in this are going to be invited to a special private uh, Facebook room seminar where such and such is going to be the guest speaker, right? That's possible 
for you to actually do that. And um, that's, that's what you would consider enhancing something that you're already doing um, and, 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 you know, causing the people, for example, in your group to be more engaging because they want to go and be one of the people invited into that private room uh, where there will be a special guest speaker or what have you. So, again, those are some of the ways that you can use the Facebook room. Now, will Facebook rooms be here for the long haul? Is it going to be here to stay? I'm not sure because Facebook is constantly changing. But, again, if you're trying to stick on the budget and you're looking for a Zoom alternative, then you may want to try Facebook rooms. Um, Again, keep in mind, though, it is limited right now to 50 or less people. But you can make it private, so it's not necessarily opened up to all of the public, so you can make it private. And the one thing that I learned about Facebook rooms is that a person doesn't have to belong to a fan page or a group in order to um, be a part of the Facebook room. You can actually give them your Facebook room link, which is provided to you at the top of your screen when you set up a room. So I will be doing a live, I think I'm going to try my very best to do a live Facebook room um, this week in the Women About Biz group, and I'm going to record it so that I will be able to show you guys how I'm actually starting a Facebook room. So I'll hopefully be able to do it right. I'm going to test it out first and then announce that I'm going to do it in the Women About Biz Facebook group. So you guys stay tuned on that. The next thing that I want to talk to you guys about has a lot to do with search engine optimization. Now, I've shared this before, but it's been a long time that I've shared about search engine optimization. And what I have come to find out is that a lot of times when business owners are writing their articles or writing their blog entries, they are not optimizing those entries. So I want to explain to you ladies the importance of search engine optimization on a very fundamental level. Here it is. So Google is king and queen when it comes to search engine optimization. They reign superior, right? And so how their search engine spider, their algorithm actually works is that when it goes out and it's searching millions of pieces of information every second, when it's going out there and it's searching all of this information, what it's doing is that it is looking for commonality. It's searching the pages, and it's saying, what is this page talking about? So it's looking for the title, right? And then after it looks at the title, then it's going through the page quickly to look at, is the page talking about what the title is talking about? And so that's very, very key. And so I want to start off with saying this. A lot of the times when articles are written, sometimes the writer or the business owner is trying to sound eloquent with the title, you know? But if the title isn't describing what the rest of the article is talking about, then the title is worthless. So you need to understand that every piece of content on your web page is considered 
internet real estate, and it has some value from zero on up. So you need to realize that your title, your page title, which is the first thing the search engine spider is going to search for, your page title has to be relevant to what the rest of the page is talking about. So, for example, if I write an article on how to start a business, but that's not the title, and instead the title is It's Time to Be the Boss, guess what? The search engine may not know what it's talking about, especially, especially if every other word in the page is startup, but I never had startup in the title of the article. So it may be a cute term to use, but is it really serving me any good, or have I just devalued my article because the search engine isn't even going to know what my article is about, right? So you have to think on these things when you're writing an article, and you have to really be very cognizant of the fact that your page on the Internet, on every page you have is a piece of real estate that should be valued. Okay, so make sure that your title is relevant. The next thing you want to do is in your intro paragraph, you want to make sure that you have mentioned the keywords of what the whole article is about. Each article should have a keyword or relevancy to it. So what would be your keyword, right? So you want to mention that keyword twice in the intro paragraph. And then you want to mention that keyword three other times. So that's five times that the keyword is being mentioned throughout the article. You want to mention that keyword three other times. Now, so that you don't confuse the search engine, okay, the keyword should be the same keyword. It's not any different keywords. It should be the same keyword. So in the example I was giving you, if I wrote an article on how to start a business, startup, right? Business startup might be my keyword phrase that is repeated five times throughout the article. And in my title, it's going to say how to start a business. That's going, and so now my title is matching the relevancy of the article, and I have repeated the keyword or the keyword phrase, because you can have a phrase of words that are repeated throughout the article as well. So my keyword or my keyword phrase has to be repeated at least five times throughout the article, which is so very, very important, okay? This is, this is very fundamental. This is very foundational, and yet I would say about 70 to 80% of all articles do not have this structure, and as a result, it's very difficult for the Google spider, as we know it, to search and determine what is this article about because it's trying to guess what it is about. So I hope that's giving you an aha moment. I hope that's helping you to better understand why it's important for you um, to really structure your articles based on the titles and the keywords so that you would be better optimized. Now, for example, you take people who have like cleaning services, people who have gift basket services, people who have product businesses or what have you, I want you to pay attention to the fact that you cannot couple all of your services up on one page. 
And you cannot couple all of your products up on one page and think that the search engine is going to find you because it's not. It's one thing to list all of your services and then have a link attached to each, each uh, text that you have describing that service and that clicks and it has its own page. So I want you to think of it in like this. I want you to understand that for every service you have, it needs to have its own description page. For every product you have, you have, it needs to have its own product page along with a product picture, a product description, and perhaps your shopping cart on that page for people to buy, okay? And this is very, very key. And just like with a service, you have to have relevancy. So the title, whatever the name of the service is, don't be too wordy, okay? The title, and then three to five uh, of the same service words repeated throughout the page. And the same thing goes for product. If you have a product, name the product, right? And then you may want to have a subtitle to say, uh, to describe the product. And then you want to have relevant keywords throughout. Is the product a perfume? Is the product a gift basket? Is the, you know, what is the type of product? You want to make sure <clears throat> that you have actually outlined that on the page. And I can't talk enough about the importance of structure, relevancy, and making sure that your pages are all relevant to what it's supposed to be talking about. And if not, yes, sometimes you do have to get a writer to go back into your website, pull a lot of pages, and rewrite them. It doesn't mean that you're going to take your current pages down, but you certainly are going to have to hire someone um, to go back and to rewrite a lot of your pages to make them relevant. That alone will improve people finding you by 90%, okay? Because Google is all about content, relevance, and relevancy, okay? That's what Google is about, content and relevancy. Very, very key. So I wanted to bring that up to you because I know that a lot of you are looking at revamping your websites. You're looking at um, ways to better market yourself on the Internet, and a lot of you aren't aware of the importance of this relevancy. So I trust that it will help you, give you some aha moments, okay? I'm going to go ahead right now as we're approaching 15 minutes before the hour of 1. I'm going to go ahead right now and talk about our theme. And if I'm coughing, you guys forgive me on that. I have not been well this weekend. I've been feeling a little bit lowly um, with my sinuses and a lot of other things going on health-wise, but I am here for you today. So if I'm coughing, you know it's because I'm not feeling as well as I need to, okay? Um, I want to go ahead and talk about why is it that a lot of small business owners aren't making money and a lot of the times the diamonds are right there in their own backyard, but they just are not realizing it, okay? So what I want to do is I want to give you uh, five ways to monetize your business, okay? Five ways to monetize your business as we are covering the theme, new year, new profit, right? We are going to release and let go of what didn't happen last year. We're not going to punish ourselves. We're not going to hold ourselves at fault to the point to where it's causing us to feel depressed or stressed out or overwhelmed. We just want to move forward, right? And so 
the important thing that you need to know as the CEO of your company is to make sure that you have properly monetized your business. Now, if you have a service business, sometimes it's a little bit different to monetize your business, but it's not impossible. As a matter of fact, it's actually quite easy once you catch on, okay? Now, depending on the service that you have, what you want to do is you want to go back and you want to list all of your services, and then you want to list your assets. Now, assets uh, in your business content-wise means all of your content, any articles, any classes or seminars or workshops that you may have done, right, any processes or any ebooks that you may have written, anything like that. You want to go ahead and you want to look at and list your assets, right, because a lot of the times most people have a lot of assets available to them from their business just sitting there in file folders, either on their Google Drive or on their hard drive on their computer, they're not doing anything with it, right? So you want to list all of your assets. And then out of those assets, you need to actually open them up and go and take a look at them. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at those assets and determine what can actually be a webinar, what could be considered as a compelling offer, something that you can offer free to grow your mailing list, okay, what can actually be written, um, revamped and, and written as a book that can be selling to, to allow you to have uh, authority in the subject area of your business, right? So you need to look at those things and, and to actually determine it. Now, if you feel like you don't have any assets, then the next thing that you need to do is you need to look at What's your story? You need to ask yourself that question. What's my story as it pertains to the business that I'm running? You know, why am I using this product? Why, why did I decide to offer this service? What's my expertise? What's my story? What is it that I know about helping people with this or providing this service? What is it that I know about that? that could make a very compelling story where I could actually put it into words or I could actually give a webinar or give a training or create a motivational audio of some kind or write a book. What is it that I have that I can actually do that? And so, again, a lot of the times I feel that we don't often give ourselves enough quiet time to really just clear our minds and to just ask one question that we focus on so that we can really um, look at how to properly monetize our business, right? So there's a, most of the time there's a lot of things that people have that they can monetize their business with, but they just don't do it, Okay. I was just telling someone who owns a cleaning company, and I recommend this to a lot of cleaning businesses. It's interesting that, it's interesting that no one has had that huge aha moment enough to make it happen. But I was mentioning to someone who owns a commercial cleaning service, hey, what you need to do is you need to also at some point look at creating a guide to starting a commercial cleaning service because you've been doing it for so long. And it would really help shorten a person's learning curve and really give them insight. And something like that can actually generate six figures if, if properly marketed and branded correctly. 
Um, it could, you know, you might invest a good amount of time in creating it, but then after that, it can be evergreen if it is if it is properly indexed and if it's properly keyworded right. And so again, we oftentimes miss out on a lot of valuable. Uh, money, a lot of valuable things in our business simply because we haven't monetized our businesses properly. We haven't looked at what we already have as far as assets are concerned, and so therefore we miss out, we miss out on it. The diamonds are just lying there waiting to be harvested, um, and we miss out on it. So again, even a story, even, even something that you have in your mind, a story or your expertise, even that can be harvested into something else, right? So many of you who have years of expertise, years of authority in a particular area, not only should you be offering that service, but then you should also be looking at how can I create a how-to guide for other people who want to go into this type of business that may not know near as much as I know about it because it can provide a lot of new revenue for you. Uh, without mentioning names because I don't have permission, I did mention this to one client maybe over five years ago, I think it is now, and that client um, is in the adult care industry. They ended up doing just that, writing a guide on how um, to start an adult care business, and now they are generating a multiple six-figure income just from that piece to the point to where they're no longer doing the actual adult care. They sold that part, and they're just doing, you know, the educational part with helping other people who want to start all over the U.S. So, again, monetization is a word that you have really got to stick with, and you've got to always be asking yourself, have I monetized my business? Am I making the money I need to make from it? Do I already have assets in my business that I need to be taking a look at? And I think when you do it from that standpoint, then guess what's going to happen? You are going to definitely be able to start growing your business and bringing in new streams of income, which is very, very important. If you have a product business, one of the things that you need to be um, very mindful of is, number one, make sure that you have a product that is marketable. Okay, because some products, even though they may be good products, may not be marketable without a very large input of cash dollars. And if you don't have that, then you want to make sure that you are aware of it before you start investing a lot of time and energy in pushing that particular product. But then if you have, you know, multiple products, right? Um, what you want to take a look at, first of all, is what products are selling the best. You also want to look at have you developed some products that you haven't put on the market yet that are just sit, idly sitting there that don't cost too much to get up and going, and maybe you need to remove some of the ones that aren't making as much money. So that's one thing that you need to look at. The other thing is that if you're in a direct sales company, one of the things that I never see people who are in direct sales do is just pull out one product that the company may be offering that is in demand, or you can create a demand for it by educating and branding and becoming the expert in that one product and monetizing it to that extent. I don't see a lot of people in the direct sales industry doing that, and that's something that needs to happen. So if you're in direct 
sales, you really need to be thinking about that as well. So I hope I have given you guys some food for thought as far as monetizing um, your business is concerned. You need to be looking at the, the services that you're offering. You need to be looking at your story. You need to be looking at ways that you can create webinars, compelling offers, eBooks, uh, motivational audios, uh, courses, trainings. You need to definitely be taking a look at that, okay? And I hope that has helped you, giving you some aha moments and some that you want to think about. Also, I want to remind you, ladies, this is a whole brand new year, right? So guess what you get? You get that free Power Talk coaching session. Every businesswoman gets one um, every single year without having to pay for one. So if you have not yet scheduled your free Power Talk for 2021, what you're waiting on, now is the time to go ahead and get that done. I want to quickly tell you how to do that. You simply visit our main website, womenaboutbiz.net. Again, that's women about A-B-O-U-T, Biz, B-I-Z as in zebra.net, womenaboutbiz.net. And when you get there on the home screen, just scroll down a little bit under um, my picture and information, and you'll see free coaching session just for you, and click the pinkish text link that says click here to schedule now, and you'll be well on your way to scheduling your free coaching session. Now, let me just share with you something about my coaching sessions. I keep it real and personal in my coaching sessions. You can expect to get great ideas. You can expect me to brainstorm with you and come up with ways to help you grow your business. If you have questions about marketing, you can expect me to talk about the best route for you to go in marketing. I'm going to keep it live and real with you, but when you walk away from your coaching session, you definitely will have experienced the value that I can bring to your life and business. And that is exactly what the Power Talk is all about. It's about adding some value, giving you something that you will be able to take and put to use right away. So go ahead, ladies. Get your Power Talk session scheduled right now. Do not procrastinate on that, okay, um, because we are filling up, and I have a feeling that we're going to be booked out as of next week. So go ahead and get your Power Talk scheduled. Again, I want to also remind you, if you haven't already, go take a look at our sister site, Lifestyle for Her, that's F O R. Dot net, lifestyleforher.net. Go take a look at it. And if you are looking for a business opportunity, if you're looking for a way to extend your income, then this is a wonderful way for you to work on your, your goals. Um, and be held accountable with your goals and at the same time share the power of goal setting with others and generate a great income for yourself. So go take a look at that. That's all I have for today. I hope you guys have a beautiful, profitable, abundant week. Stay focused and don't forget, make sure all activities in your calendar are supporting the goals you want to accomplish this week. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.